Hi, everyone. I can't wait to share with you all the interviews for our upcoming season, season four, on the Positively Joy podcast, which launches August 1st. We talk to joy-filled people, such as a singer-songwriter overcoming childhood abuse, a former minister who changed faiths to seek God more sincerely, a pastor who shows people how to read the Bible, and many others. While we're preparing for the next season, here is a popular and joyful episode from the archives of Positively Joy. Why did I transition from being a lawyer to a life coach? God didn't let me off the hook. Stay tuned to hear a lot more wisdom from today's guest, Jenny Toe. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in Season 3, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15, verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in His love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Jenny Toe was a lawyer, an admirable accomplishment, but God had plans for her to help people in a different way. As a life coach, Jenny is using her God-given talents to inspire and encourage others. Here's her story. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, hi, Yvette. It's great to be here. Well, I'm really happy that you are coming on the show today because I love your story, and that's a story of change, of transition. And and you were a lawyer, and you felt the call of coaching. And I think that while not everybody's going to have that particular experience, we all go through change. We all go through a time when we have to make a change or make some decisions about making a change. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about your personal story and, you know, you're a Christian and, and how your faith perhaps brought you to that or through that. But yeah, let's get to know you a little bit better. Can you talk a little bit about your faith walk and maybe how you came to becoming a coach? Okay, sure, sure, Yvette. You make this sound so smooth and easy, but we all know in life, uh, changes and transitions are very difficult situations. Um, so uh, yes, I'm a believer. I accepted Christ when I was a teenager and I, my legal career has spanned over 24 years. So I was first exposed to coaching in 2015 in an organization I worked for. They gave us a two-day coaching program to improve our managerial skills. So that was when I was first bitten by the bug and I, I loved uh, coaching. However, in an organization, uh, when you're coaching your direct uh, reports, it's different uh, than actually coaching individuals outside the workplace because uh, they are concerned. I write their performance reviews, so there are concerns about how much they can say to me. So, um, oh yeah, I imagine <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> 
So on the home front, I have three kids. So a full-time job, three kids. Um, I told myself, okay, coaching is fun, but let's just keep it as a hobby. So I pushed it aside. But the desire to be a coach never went away. And when God puts that desire in your heart, there's no running away from it. So I ran, so-called ran away from it for about a few years. And it was only in December 2018, you know, end of the year, Christmas, everyone's a bit reflective of where they want their life to be. Uh, Through a lot of prayer and discussion with my husband, um, I felt that I couldn't push aside this calling, this desire any longer because it made me very uncomfortable. Every time the idea of uh, coaching comes up and soft prompting from the Holy Spirit, what are you going to do about this? I've called you, you know, so many years ago and I'm telling God, no, no, I'm too busy. I can't do this. And, you know, giving up my job and the, the financial security, no, God, you know, I've got three kids. I've got a mortgage. No, <laughs> but um, so, so, my husband and I, we decided that, you know, let, let's explore this. So in January, I started researching uh, schools to study coaching in. Uh, naturally, I'm very old school. I prefer face-to-face. This was before COVID, right? right? So I wanted to find a school in Singapore. And there are a lot of good schools in Singapore where I live. Um, but because I have to do it part-time, they say you need to attend classes at night. And I was thinking full-time job, three kids. I want to be home uh, for dinner time with the kids. So I said, that's not possible. So I found an Australian school international coach academy and uh, they did everything online so you know my intellectual brain is telling me hmm, okay is this a scam you know you know <laughs> online I'm not too sure I spoke to the salesperson who's in Hong Kong three times and she's not a believer but in the third call uh, I've had lengthy conversations with her in the third call she said Jenny I've given you all the information you've asked her why don't you take this leap of faith? And that struck me. It's coming from a non-believer telling me, Jenny, why don't you take this leap of faith? So I did it. I took that leap of faith. I studied part-time. I took classes uh, on my phone while I'm t- going to work in the train. I did coaching at night. My kids are asking me, mommy, you're on the call again? <laughs> so there's a lot of support from the family. And, and I did the one-year program, completed it, got credentialed uh, as an International Coaching Federation credentialed coach. Uh, did all the planning to launch my business uh, from January 2020 onwards. Again, didn't know COVID was sneaking around the corner. Right. Um, so, so the launch date was planned in April. And then COVID hit all of us in March 2020. And I mm-hmm. prayed and I'm asking God, do I go ahead with it or do I put it off? And um, I, ha- I had a lot of doubts, a lot of insecurities as well. But I felt that peace at the same time that God said, I have you. You know, I brought you this far. You know, just go and, and do and just launch the business as planned. So I launched it. Must admit, it's not easy and, and the business is still growing, but I'm really glad that I've launched it. So why did I transition from being a lawyer to a life coach? God didn't let me off the hook. That's simply it. And I believe it's my calling to reach out to people, to empower them to also discover what's their purpose, how to align their life with their purpose and their core values, and and how to keep focused on that journey because it's a difficult journey. It can be lonely, especially if you're starting your own business as well. So that's my story in a very uh, long nutshell, (laughs) but that's it, yeah. So what kind of law were you practicing? Um, I was a litigator. I also did intellectual property. But the the latest few roles, I uh, am a derivatives counsel uh, specializing in financial markets. So I worked in banks. 
Mm. And so I wonder, because you were a lawyer for, like you said, over two decades. And so I wonder what it was about the law that you loved, because you must have been drawn to that for a reason. And perhaps even maybe Holy Spirit had you had you there at first for a reason as well. Was there anything about the law that you now in your new business see how maybe it prepared you at all? Well, I, I no one in my family uh, is a lawyer. I, I remember when I was a teenager, I was reading actually crime novels. <laughs> and I have this naive sense of justice, very black and white. And I felt that, you know, once I practice law, I can help those who are underprivileged. And my idea then was actually to open up my own law firm and, and to support those individuals uh, who I need. So that desire to help people was always there. But like mm-hmm. you said, you know, it, at that point in time, it was to be a lawyer, but I ended up not really doing the, the type of work that I wanted to do. So what I like about law is that it keeps me intellectually uh, stimulated. Mm-hmm. It helps me with uh, problem-solving skills as well and strategic planning. And I am a planner. So I must say that you know I, I plan a lot. So even with the business, that skill of planning. And yes, I am very good at foreseeing worst-case scenarios <laughs> in the sense <laughs> that it can be a positive thing. I can think of all worst possible outcomes and I prepare accordingly. Um, but the not so good side about it, it does create a lot of stress and anxiety. And that's something I'm growing as well to learn that, yes, I know all the bad things that might happen, but to ground myself in faith and to reflect on God holding me all throughout my life journey. And, and he's held me so many times to throw through so many difficult phases in my life. So yeah, the skills are very intellectual and it's helped me plan and, and foresee the pitfalls that, that you know, the business may have. Um, but I'm still learning along the way. You know, you talked about how your family was really a, a support structure. You know, you talked about this with your husband before you made the decision. And obviously, you you know, you're there with your kids and, and, and they're supporting you in their way. Did you feel like you had the support of your, maybe your larger community in Singapore? Or was this, is this something that people do? Were people surprised? Did they frown upon you making a change like this? There are mixed reactions. There are people who are saying, what? (laughs) Where did this come from? Because uh, Yvette, I'm an introvert. So I don't, in the beginning, I didn't openly share this. It takes a lot out of me to, to, you know, really promote myself. Uh, I just love speaking one-to-one like this. I know your listeners are listening, but to me, it's just you and me right now. So I'm very comfortable. Um, So with anything, I want to encourage your listeners. If you're starting off something new, there are critics definitely but they know your supporters as well if if it's not within the family uh, find your network your friends uh even colleagues and and to support you through because at the end of the day um you need to know that this is what you want to do and this mm-hmm. is aligned with your values i mean for believers pray a lot about it trust that god will take you through it if this is your calling for non believers um, just just see whether the purpose resonates in you. Is this something that you really want to do? I mean, Yvette, one thought that came up when my business was still young and, and trying to grow was like, I was asking God, maybe this is not working out because COVID hit us in a lot of ways. Um, then I toyed with the idea of like, I just started it for a while, so there's no harm in closing it down. Then I felt this strong sense of grief and loss. It did make sense because how could I feel such a strong sense of grief and loss for a young business? Then I realized that I can't give it up 
because it's just too painful. And, and you know, now that I've committed 110% to go into it no matter what, I feel this sense of joy. And you can see me talking about it passionately as well. I'm just so excited. I mean, there's still ups and downs, but I'm just so excited about the business and the potential that it has. If you're listening to the show, you're already a member of the Positively Joy family. But now you can actually join our new membership levels and support the show while getting bonus content and free merch. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to learn more. Well, you mentioned joy. And, you know, obviously we talk a lot about joy on this show. Uh, But of course, the real joy is understanding what the father has for us and following his desires. And, you know, I think perhaps when you thought about giving the business up, you felt that sense of longing. I mean, he gave you that. And so you abided by what he was asking you to do. And to me, in scripture, it says when you do that, only then can you feel the joy of the Father, and that joy makes you whole. Amen. Do you agree with that? Yes, amen. And uh, I I was also thinking before we recorded this call, like, you know, what's the verse that I want to share with listeners? So it's Proverbs uh, chapter 16, verse 3. Um, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. So me being a planner, I plan a lot. But at the end of the day, I've got to surrender and release the plans to our father because he will establish it. So my plans have taken a lot of detours and all that. But I, I believe that the, the end goal, which is ultimately when we meet him, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Oh, amen. Amen. But we're human. And along the way, you may have experienced some times where you wondered, and you just said, you know, should I should I keep the business? Um, can you remember, like really remember a moment when you were thinking, I'm not sure if this is it, Lord. Um, and and he and he answered you. What did that feel like? Yes, I, I had low points because, you know, I wasn't getting clients in the first few months. Uh, Yvette, mind you, I'm also very impatient. So once I talk to a few other people, they're like, Jenny, it takes me like three years to really get it up and running. This is just a few months for you. I'm very impatient because I'm also a planner. I really can see, I want to see something. So I was like a low point uh, that night. And I was thinking that's when I felt this, this grieving, like, you know, I want to just give it up and make it into a hobby. And lo and behold, the next morning, out of the blue, I got an email from someone that said, Jenny, I'm interested to explore coaching with you and I'm like god where where did this come from (laughs) and you know it just got started and and I just realized that when we hold on so tightly to our plans that you know we, we want it to be done in a certain way with our expected timelines uh you don't receive the blessings of god because your hands are closed if you release and open and just be open to what god provides then, uh, you know, you'll receive abundant blessings. So, I mean, my encouragement to your listeners is, yes, plan. Of course, you know, if you're starting a business or you're changing careers or you're moving to a new country, any form of transition, plan. I'm not saying go uh, blindly. But at the same time, when you plan, know that the ultimate planner and, and the person, I mean, the being who's in control of your life, that's our Heavenly Father. So true. You know, and I, and I think about like the two big, well, now I'm sure there were there were more, but at least in the in the New Testament, you know, the two big folks who experienced life change. And I'm not comparing you to Simon Peter or to Saul who turned into Paul. I'm not comparing you, but um, yes, they were. You know, they they both were were struck with, you know, with a with a with a with a change. You know, a, a name change and a change in what they did. 
Um, and while they couldn't plan for that, they they did accept what God had for them to do, even though, you know, in both cases, especially Saul to Paul, it was wildly different. Um, if if they had if they had, had an opportunity to plan, I don't know what, what that would have looked like, but I think the important thing here that you also did is that you are listening to what he's telling you to do and you are following following his desires because those are, you know, our desires should be his desires. And so I can see that you did that. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's great. So the name yes. of your company is River Life Coach and uh, Life Coaching. And I know that um, on your homepage, for example, you do quote Ezekiel 47 verse nine, where the river flows, life abounds. Tell me yes. why you named it River Life Coaching. Yes. Um, when I was uh, training as a coach, we um, were asked to do our own co- coaching model or process. So I prayed hard about it. And, and the idea of the river as an analogy of your life journey came to my mind. So my coaching process is to start you from the beginning. What's your river source? Which means what are your values? What's your beliefs? And from there, how is your river flowing? How is your life what does your life feel like right now? Is it flowing freely or do you find that it meanders or there are blocks um, in, in the river that's not that's causing it to flow a bit slower, you know, not in the right direction? Ultimately, we all want to end up in the ocean and that's when, you know, we see the fruits of, of our hard work. So, so that's how it came about. And I do coach my clients to rediscover their values. I mean, a lot of times uh, when, when I coach women and ask them, what are your values? They'll say, uh, they're, they're related to their strengths or their professional accomplishment um, and not so much what really is their essence. Because a lot of times we, we think of ourselves as our achievements and our successes. Nothing wrong with that. But to go deeper and to reflect on who you truly are as a person. And your clients, what are they using your program for? Is it to, as you said, to just to get deeper, dig deeper into their own selves? Is it to... Is it to help their business? Is it to help, you know, their families? What do they mostly come to you for? Well, I, I do attract a lot of women from the legal and, and banking and finance industry because naturally that's my, my connection. And also uh, perhaps what I'm sharing resonates with them. So a lot of the younger female lawyers who come to me, it's mainly about transition as well. Um, they find work, uh, their current work situation a bit too stressful and they want to find that balance some of them are thinking of changing jobs or um, finding the right balance between work and family so that's that's largely what I coach them with so it's always uh, with a specific goal but as we explore deeper it comes up into recognition and awareness of who they truly are and uh, I coach believers as well. And then they find that, oh, this is what God is calling me all this time. But I am scared. I have doubts. Uh, and, and of course, they ask me, Jenny, are you sure? that I can't say that unless I'm really prompted. So I guide them to find it, the, the answer, as in what God wants them to do within themselves with a lot of uh, reflection. So you cannot solve anything, everything in a, in a single coaching session. You need to have time to reflect, to work on yourself, and then you meet with me again, and then we will discuss what's come up for you. So it's a, it's a journey. So mainly they come to me with uh, transition stories on career, and um, it goes deeper the more sessions they work with me. Mm. And, and, and it's interesting how you 
how you create your programs. Uh, and it's kind of clever because you're using the water references. Um, but the brook coaching and then the stream and then the river, because that's when you're going going deeper into that. The brook, yes. meaning you're just kind of touching your toes into the water a little bit to see if maybe you're a good fit with them yes. and then going deeper with the stream coaching and then the river coaching. I think that's really clever. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I mean, a, a lot of people in, in the first instance, they don't know me, so they want to um, experiment what, what it's about. So normally I also give a free 30 minute uh, session for just people to, to discover what coaching is because a lot of people, um, they, they don't know exactly what coaching is. So that's for them to experience. And like you said, to for us to get to know each other as well. Mm -hmm. And do, uh, obviously, you know, with the technology we have, you can coach people all over the world. Do you have any in-person coaching at home? Um, not at the moment. So here, even in Singapore, because of the restrictions, um, everything everything is still done online. So I am happy to jump into a call with anyone, depending on the time zone. So uh, like I said, similar to how I studied coaching, there was morning calls, there were evening calls, and sometimes at night as well. So it takes a lot of support from the family as well. My girls will be waiting for me. It's like, mommy, it's bedtime. <laughs> you know, I'm still on the call. So there's a lot of uh, understanding and, and support, but it's, it's really it touches my heart that my family is so supportive yeah mm. you know that's wonderful because it's it's so important and you wouldn't be able probably to, to to do your work as well if you were always worrying about them so having their support must be really important yes yes so um if someone's listening now and they also are feeling the tug of of something new um, and maybe it's not necessarily even leaving their job, or maybe it is, but but doing something new. Certainly, I know in 2020, a lot of new podcasts were created. Um, I think a lot of new blogs were created. People had a little bit more time on their hands, and um, a lot of new hobbies were created and, and new habits even. Um, but now that, you know, in certain parts of the world, people are going back to work and things like that. You know, and we might not have all that time to do to to uh, to create and and develop this this habit that we have fallen in love with. We're feeling a tug. What you know? What would you you know? Just right now, what would you tell them that they should do? Because say because say they started their podcast and they just don't have the amount of time that they need to mm. to keep going, or maybe they've they've delved more into, into ministry, a ministry role, or maybe they've delved more into, um, you know, Bible study or whatever. And now they're coming back and they feel like, I just don't have the time to do that, but they're feeling this tug. What would you suggest that they do? Yes. Time is always a factor to consider, but Yvette, I would say that, you know, find out why you did what you did in the beginning so you do need to set aside that time to really be honest and true to yourself. Find out what was your purpose in uh, starting that new podcast and starting that blog or taking up that ministry role. What drove you to do it? Reflect on the purpose because it's the purpose that will serve as your compass when you go through the ups and downs. If your purpose is actually externally imposed on you, then take a step back and, and see how committed are you to this? If, if it's your church pastor saying, you know, Yvette, you've got to take this up because no one else is able to. So it's, it's externally imposed, but then have an honest conversation with God. God, I don't have the time for this, but 
you know, I, I somehow am doing this. So give me the strength to do it. So my, my first uh, suggestion is you do need to set aside time to do that reflection, to do that prayer and to find out where is this purpose coming from. And if you are a practical planner, then think about the pros and cons of, of you know, what, what you're doing uh, right now, what, what's got to be compromised, what are your non-negotiables, what you cannot compromise. And then you get a realistic picture of how you can manage your time and also expectations. And we tend to have quite hard expectations on ourselves, especially women, because we're great at multitasking and we take care of everyone, the entire world, but we forgot to take care of ourselves. Yes, so this true. setting aside time to reflect uh, on yourself. So what are your non-negotiables? What cannot be given up? And what can you adjust? And um, at the end of the day, uh, like the title of your podcast, what gives you joy? Does this still give you joy? If it does, then I would encourage you to go into it, but maybe you have to tweak your routine, your schedule a bit. But if you start to feel that you're losing joy in what you're doing, um, again, you need to pray about it. Is it a time for change again? Or is it a time to ask for help? Women always think that you know asking for help is a sign of weakness. No, asking for help means you know you cannot do it all by yourself. And that is your strength, knowing that I'm very good in organizing, but I'm not good in marketing. So you know I do need people to help me out. So understanding yourself, knowing your strengths, and asking for help is an act of courage. It's not a sign of weakness. Well, that's really, really good. Okay, I'm going to ask you a really hard question. So sure. all this is happening. We're thinking about all this. We're feeling pulled in a couple different ways. We're feeling maybe, you know, maybe we're thinking it's the, it's the Holy Spirit that's drawing us. Is it ever okay to say no to God? He will, because he loves you, he will not punish you or he will not make your life difficult. So, you know, I have said no since 2015 and all the way he's been patient to me until 2019. Nothing bad has happened to me because of the saying no. But now that I look back, I'm like, darn, I could have started this earlier, you know, if I had listened to him then. It's like almost, I, like I said, I'm impatient. It's almost like I felt I've lost four years. So um, be kind to yourself. Don't punish yourself if now you realize that, oh, it was something that God put in my heart 10 years ago and I'm only doing it now. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Perhaps, you know, like the Israelites, they had to walk around 40 years, right? I mean, it's painful, but they grew there. They, they grew stronger and, and they, they shaped and they learned themselves. So likewise, if it takes you 10 years to be where you are today, see it from a, a position of God loving you and allowing you to grow uh, into the person that he wants you to be. So at the end of the day, you might say no a thousand times, but if it's meant for what you're supposed to do in his will, there's no escaping it. So <laughs> you can say no now, but just be prepared. You know, you're going to say yes down the road. Yes. I love that because like you said, you can say no and he's going to be patient. But once you realize the no is really a yes, you knew that if you had said yes before, it would have brought you that joy. Even though he's been patient and not, as you said, not punishing us um, because we thought we couldn't do it. So that's a, such a great answer. Such a great answer. And I think you did such a great job in describing, uh, just describing him and, and, how he, and how he loves us and he treats his children. So that's, that's really awesome. Um, well, I would love to make sure people know how to get a hold of you. So where can they find you? Uh, please give us your website and also your social media. 
Uh, well, they can uh, visit www.riverlifecoaching.com. That's my main website. And uh, there are contact forms, appointment bookings there as well. You can also learn about my program. And you can connect with me personally on LinkedIn uh, at Jenny Toh. And you can see the description. I'm a lawyer and I turned life coach. So it's quite clear who, who I am. Um, I also have uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. And you just type River Life Coaching. You will be able to find me. And I know that a lot of your clients do come from finances and law. Um, is that a specific, a specific um, type of client that you normally work with or can anyone reach out to you? Anyone can reach out to me. Uh, it's not that I don't coach men, uh, but I find that uh, women resonate with me. Maybe I've got this nurturing maternal feel <laughs> to it. Uh, and I build rapport very quickly uh, with women and then they open up and they trust me because I really listen to what is not said. I mean, you can tell me, Yvette, that you know I'm struggling with time management in, in managing you know, all the responsibilities but I, I can listen to what your heart is longing is actually to serve God, but you feel that because of all these obligations, you don't have the time. So I, I can really hear what your heart's longing is. And, and I believe that's God's gift to me to be able to listen to what is not said. Yeah. So, so anyone can reach out to me. Oh, that's great. And I know, I know for the podcasters out there who might be listening, um, yes, I mean, there is a struggle of how do I find time to continue this? Um, I know that for uh, folks who've had to homeschool their children all through all of this, and now there's a transition period of having to go to work, but you're still homeschooling children. How can I handle all this? I mean, there's still so many, yes. so many, and not, not problems because we want to homeschool our children. We want to do this, but things that we just don't know how to do. So I think having someone like you to talk to, could be could be very helpful to a lot of people and 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 I think helping them understand that it's it's not you I mean you're not failing you just perhaps don't know how to make it work Yes, you're not failing. And that's very powerful. I have three kids. And yes, I did the homeschooling as well. And it's amazing. The first time we all struggle, we all stumble. But after that, we got into the groove. And my daughters are, are doing homeschooling very well by themselves. I'm like, wow, you know, a year ago, we were all like <laughs> struggling and finding it so stressful. So just be patient. Um, as, as you grow, your kids will grow and accept this new way of doing things, which is actually now seems to be the way of doing things. So just be uh, loving and practice empathy on yourself. Because I know that as women, we practice empathy easily on everyone else. But again, we tend to be very hard on ourselves. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for being on the show today from the other part of the world. I'm in Oklahoma. <laughs> You're all, all the way in Singapore. Uh, but thank you so much for being here. And thank you for reminding us that, you know, God is not a punisher, uh, that he will be patient and wait for you. But once he calls you, the sooner you say yes, it's going to be better for you. So uh, thank you so much for describing and reminding us that he is like that. Thank you, Yvette. And I know that this connection is also God-ordained. So I'm, I'm feeling really blessed and really grateful. Thank you, Yvette. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to PositivelyJoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. Follow the podcast and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. 
Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. And also, on the website, go to the Talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now.